Hey everyone, it's Tiffany Harris-Gill, Assistant Principal of Student Services, bringing you another Student Service Podcast. In this series of Getting to Know You, we get to know Zach Reeves, one of our social studies teachers here at KIPP. We are going to be listening to his favorite song to work to, which is the theme song to Pirates of the Caribbean's The End Credits by Hans Zimmer. So everybody, listen on and stay tuned. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So everybody, I have Zach Reeves here. And he is our social studies teacher, and he is going to give us a little bit more information about who he is and what he does and um, just some of his uh, favorite moments. And we are uh, in working with Kip. So let's get to know Zach. All right. So my first question for you is, how long have you been teaching? I am currently um, in my first year, so what would that be? Like week 13 of teaching, I think at this point, week 13, I believe. Oh, like the true baby of all baby teachers. He is 13 weeks old, people, Yeah, yeah. 13 weeks old. Very true, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're over here still changing diapers and still making formula milk. <laughs> So true, though. <laughs> inappropriate? True. Inappropriate? I don't know. True. Um, so, like, how? why did you decide to come to KIPP? It's a good question. I think um, my overall teaching philosophy and um, I would say personal beliefs in general are very rooted in, like, um, progressing society as a whole forward. And I know KIPP's mission um, and what they stand for and what they look to do, I identified quite a lot with. Um, And then throughout the interview process, I felt like I connected um, very well with um, Mr. Websela, the principal during our interview. Um, I also heard um, good things from people that I was connecting with before um, I was actually hired. And I think just in general, it seemed like it was a, a a good match of philosophies and um yeah and just like personalities overall so, so did you know somebody before you like is there somebody you knew on staff before you came to work with us no so i um so i'm a core member with teach for america and okay. so i knew um like people in TFA and the Twin Cities obviously have experience with KIPP. Um, there are a couple people here who, at least a few people that I know of that also worked with TFA. And so there's this um, like connection. I knew Ariel Keller works at um, the other KIPP in the Twin Cities and she actually went to my same undergrad. So I talked to her um, a few times before we went through the whole hiring process and everything. So 
Yeah, it was just, I talked to a bunch of people who had experience not just with KIPP, but specifically like having previously worked at this school and then a couple of people that were working at the other KIPP um, in the Twin Cities as well. So, yeah. Got it. So you have, you got good vibes from your interview process. You got good vibes from recommendations from other people. And that's what brought you here to KIPP. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, yeah, I was definitely intimidated at times too, but overall I thought, you know, this probably makes the most sense for me personally. And like, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I got good vibes overall. Cool. Cool. So where did you, where did you go to school at? And then what did you study when you were at school? Um, I went to Grinnell college, which is a liberal arts school in Iowa. Um, I majored in economics, but. Is I, Iowa a state? <laughs> yes, Iowa is indeed a state. I know there, okay. might be, there might not be a lot going on there. I was there for. Four I'm years. not gonna lie. My husband went to um, Northern Iowa, so I know that that is a place. That is a, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mostly known for its cornfields um, and cows and such. But yeah, it's surprisingly, it is indeed a state. Um, Have you gone cow tipping? I just need to know this. <laughs> no, but the um, field behind our practice field was like filled with cows. So I played soccer um, at Grinnell and right behind. So if you missed a shot, your shot would go into the the cow pasture. So we had, I didn't go cow tipping, but I was within arm's lengths of cows retrieving my missed shots a couple of times. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what did you study when you were at Grinnell? I majored in economics, but there wasn't an education um, specific degree from Grinnell, but they had a licensure program that I went through up until actually student teaching. So I majored in economics, but I kind of say that I majored in both because the credit requirements for the education um, studies was synonymous with um, that of economics, yet it just wasn't like a, a full-fledged degree. I probably, my probably most difficult moment when I was a first-year teacher was taking like what I learned in school and having to bring it down to middle school level, what's the difficulties you're finding with that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's to put it mildly. I think, um, I also think, you know, being at college, the expectation is that you communicate in a very academic, intellectual, highbrow way in a lot of ways like you have to write extensively long papers citing tons of intellectual um intellectual thinkers or just generally academic papers and you have to have some level of synthesis of these ideas right and i think taking all of that highbrow knowledge and then applying it in a for me right now a fifth and a sixth grade context has without question been the hardest things i'm so used to thinking in one way and it feels yeah. like I'm completely then learning a new, it's almost like learning a new language. Um, it is, it is. The kids, the kids think differently and you have to think in that level with those students. It's, it's hard to like, um, I was explaining to a math teacher the other day who understands math very well about division and they were, they had skipped a step kind of in where they wanted the kids to, to to divide a small number by a big number. 
kids are used to, but at that age, they're used to dividing big numbers by small numbers. And mm-hmm. so they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, think, yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is because I'm teaching social studies, it's the vocabulary of it all. Like there are so many words that I don't know when I learned them specifically, but like some a lot of fifth graders don't have that, haven't built the vocabulary yet. And so that's a piece for me where I'm seeing my own like inexperience blind spot. It's just vocabulary that resonates with the kids that makes this content make sense to them, which has been the biggest drawback or not drawback, but the biggest hurdle rather for me is, is that communication side of things. But just so you know, it gets easier. It either gets easier or you quit. Like (laughs) (laughs) you're going to have, you're going to have ebbs and flows in this, but it gets to the point where like, I can, I feel like I can walk into a space now 15 years in, I feel like I walk into a space and I see exactly like they aren't gonna they aren't gonna know that word. Like I know this. Like I'm gonna tell you right now. Like you need to have a vocabulary list and this should be your vocabulary list, and these are the words they're not gonna know. And then if their kids are lower than that, then you would have to have this vocabulary list. Like so like I like even like just taking a thesaurus. I used to have a thesaurus up, have the vocab. Mm. And then try to like downplay the word, word, word and then like scaffold my way up to it. Mm-hmm. It's a process, but you, you, the more time you get into it, um, and then and if this year is your focus on like vocabulary, you're going to be like that much better by the end of the year. You're mm-hmm. going to know vocabulary, and mm-hmm. then it's going to be a new thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <No way. laughs> something new. Yeah. So. Um, what would people be surprised to hear that you do? So people would be surprised to hear dot, 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 go. Oh, sorry. Um, well, so I don't actually know if people would be surprised, but so people would be surprised to know that I have been at the, um, opening night of every Marvel movie since, um, Iron Man came out in 2008. So whatever that was, 12 years ago, I've been at the opening night of everyone. And I don't know if people would actually be surprised with that if they know how nerdy I am. Um, But if you don't know how nerdy I am, that might be uh, a little surprising. (laughs) Every opening night? Yes. Or, okay, maybe opening day. Maybe not the midnight premiere, but like the first day that it is there, I have been at every single one, yes. Got it, man. That has got to be a lot of Marvel dollars <laughs> given to them. Do you like, are you like going to go see it like more than one time too? Yeah, I saw Endgame in theaters, I think four or five times. Um, and then I saw Infinity War like two or three times. Um, do you yeah. do that because you're trying to catch a spot that like you didn't see the first time? Kind of. I don't know. I. It's like I, I make this comparison a lot. So it's it's like you're a fan of a sports team in a way for me, where it's like you like the like this is super nerdy. So my full nerd is coming out. But it's like if your team wins like the Super Bowl or whatever, that is like pure elation. That is a huge moment for you. And so it's like anytime one of these movies comes out, it's almost like my team just got a win or something like that, where it's like 
this new event that I've been like building up in my head and it just like came to fruition. And then I just want to like relive that like win over and over and over again, like watching like a replay of the Super Bowl or something like that if your team won. So it's so like, how, do you, how do you feel about the character changes that they're making? Do you have a spe like a specific one in like mind? Thor? Like they like Thor's character is not the guy who plays that is not doing it anymore. Iron Man is no longer that yeah. person. I mean, like we should be used to this because yeah. Spider Man has definitely changed yeah. multiple times, right? Yeah, but and we've learned to relove the at least the latest one. I at least relove the latest one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like <laughs> Batman. Like you know, like you go through the Batman yeah. phase of people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is your opinion on that? I need to know. Well, so, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, um, who plays Thor, is coming back for a th fourth Thor movie. So Thor 4, if you will. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the way that Iron Man's story arc, um, character arc, storyline concluded was really good. I think that was the best way that his story could have ended. I think they could have handled Black Widow's character arc um, better. I think the fact that her like first solo movie is coming out as like a prequel after spoilers ahead, if you haven't like seen all the movies right now, but um, like after she, her character dies in Endgame, then it's like a prequel and like that seems a little messy. Um, so I wish they would have handled Black Widow a little bit better. I think I like the change that they're making with Captain America. I think they can do some really cool, like relevant um, cultural commentary within those movies, um, moving away from Chris Evans and doing something else. And so I think I like, I like where they're going with things. I, it'll be hard to see now that all these big names are no longer as associated, like Captain America and Iron Man have been like the two biggest names essentially in Marvel movies since it started. And now they're both transitioning out and it'll be really interesting to see um, what comes next and how they, how they pick up from those like two huge figures being the mainstays in all of the Avengers. I think they should just stop. I mean, after Black Panther character well, died, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with where we are right now. I have closure and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that. I mean that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> but yeah, 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 like that's, yeah, that's brutal. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can really say about that that like makes it any easier. It's just yeah, that yeah, that yeah. It's super super sad. Well, well let's move on to happier times. Your sisters. Yeah. Yeah. You have brothers. You have sisters. I have one younger brother, uh, Grant. And what does he do? Uh, he is a sophomore. Yeah, sophomore at um, UC San Diego, and he swims there. Oh, got a little uh, Michael Phelps in the family. Yeah, no, you're not lying. He's really good. Is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's good. Oh, look, I'm over here just making up stuff and like, and I'm accurate, people, no, and I'm accurate. <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's very, very good. UC San Diego is a very good swim team. So, yeah, um, University of. Southern California, what is, what's, yeah, UC, so it's University of California, San Diego, um, UC Berkeley is like the best uh, swimming school in the country, and then USC, I don't know how good USC's team is, but I know they're like a big rival with UC San Diego. UC San Diego, I feel like there's another 
San Diego University. When I worked in Kuwait, that was maybe it was San Diego University or something like that. Yeah, I think it was USD. I think it was University of San Diego. There's also San Diego State. San Diego State. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All my Kuwaiti students wanted to go to San Diego State for some reason because they wanted to be on the West Coast because they watched too much TV. I mean, I I think there's. I think there are obvious reasons why one would want to be in San Diego. Yeah. My, my brother complains about the 54 degree weather. I'm like, okay, Grant. <laughs> okay. Um, we're negative 54 over here. Oh. <laughs> Although I've not seen the cold cold yet. Um, yeah. So let's keep uh, knocking on wood that we don't have to see that. Oh, just wait. <laughs> just All right. Wait. If you were to take the students on a field trip mm-hmm. anywhere in the world, where would it be? That is, yeah, that's an incredibly hard question. Um, and so I had my initial answer, which I'm going to say, because um, I think it's interesting. And then my secondary answer that I have since thought of, I think instead of me taking them on a field trip, I would really like them to take their teachers on a field trip. Like, I think it'd be really cool for them to make the choice as to what they want to show us, what they want to teach us and kind of flip the script in a way and so that they are taking that initiative and deciding what is something that's really cool really important to me what is something i identify with and let me take the initiative in explaining that to my teachers um so that was my initial thought and my secondary thought was um arguably a bit more self-serving or not arguably undeniably more self-serving but i think going to um a european country and like being immersed in the soccer culture over there for like a little while would be something that is so incredibly different from anything we have in the U S. So not only would they be like exposed to like a part of the world that many people never get the opportunity to see. And two, like you would get to experience a culture and a group of people that a lot of people never get the chance to experience. And so it would be the like, visual side of things with like experiencing Europe um, as like a piece of land and like buildings and architecture, all of that, which is unique. And then also seeing the cultural side of things over there, which I think could be super cool and like eye-opening as to like how big the world really is. And then the soccer piece is self-serving in a way. Cause I think that is definitely, well, I mean, I couldn't tell that you might have liked soccer. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I couldn't tell. Not at all. Kind of been my thing since I was like five. So <laughs> I think um, I would like to take, if I, if I were to answer this question, I know I didn't ask myself, but I'm going to, <laughs> um, I want to take them to like a place in like Ghana to kind of look mm-hmm. at like, how the trade mm. um oh, the slave trade has like worked in that process and like because kind of ghana was a good a big port and hub for that mm-hmm. and it's just like recently they started taking ownership to that mm. also the place is absolutely like gorgeous has amazing statues yeah. and they can see themselves in that space mm. so mm. that's um or uh mali where mansa musa was um mm. uh traveled Mm. around the world and just basically changed the currency because he was one of the richest men um at that time so i think in history is one of the like if you adjust inflation and everything yeah like i'm probably top two or three yeah Um, 
he used yeah. to just give away money and he like literally changed the the way he was giving away money in his caravan he was literally changing like the value of currency in yeah. those every country that he went to as he made his trek to mecca which is just absolutely insane like the yeah the wealth that like a lot of like we think of like bezos right now obviously unimaginably wealthy but like there are some people in history where it's like they like via land control and all of that stuff were like yeah they were they were crazy in gold and all of that yeah it's wild but yeah i think i think you make a good point there too like i think just in general like cultural um endeavors and exposing the kids to yeah just just in general like experiences that seem like a, a complete world away from their day-to-day -day lives might it would be so incredibly educational and i think just a lot of people never get the chance to open their eyes to what the world really has to offer all of the different people all of the cultural roots all of the just important ideas and philosophies throughout the world and so yeah whether that be ghana or any other country around the world i think just seeing something so vastly different from what you see in your day-to-day -day life would also like be so 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 important hashtag get a passport get For a real. passport people um okay so we're, let's play a game you ready always okay we're gonna play this or that you ready and, and we're gonna go i had to change one of my questions because i i figured out which question, like, you're gonna know this answer, I already know the answer to this one. So yeah. I just switched it up and this is yeah. the first one. Yeah. Barcelona or Madrid? Oh, Madrid, Madrid. Madrid, why? I don't, <laughs> um, I really, I really don't like Barcelona. I think, um, mm, mm. I, well, a lot of people are haters against Barcelona, it seems. A lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't like Barcelona. I don't like Barcelona. God, this is getting deep into soccer um, nerd talk, but I think they pride themselves on like the Barcelona way and they like hold themselves up on this super high standard. And I just think they're like a classic club. I don't, I think they're just like, I think they're just like any other really wealthy club. I don't think they're that special. Yeah, that's, just so you guys know, Reeves does not like people that hold their self to a high standard. They, that's uh, I was like, I'm a little Barcelona fan. No, no, no. Taking out of context. No, we're not leaving that part out. No, I disagree. <laughs> Just in case people didn't know, Barcelona and Real Madrid are soccer teams or football teams. And I used to work for the company that owned Barcelona. Just so oh, you don't know. Yeah. No that little, little fun fact for you. Well, All I, right. I apologize if I insulted your former club. You're fine. <laughs> My bad. Simpsons or Family Guy? Oh God, um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really watch. I haven't really watched either of them, but I think The Simpsons because actually no, that that's a lie. I think Family Guy. No, Family Guy. I'm going Family Guy. I'm a. I'm a. I'm just gonna move on to the next question. Xbox no. or PlayStation? PlayStation. Okay, thank God. Um, <laughs> Disney or Universal? Oh no, I have to. I, I'm too nerdy. I have to go Disney. Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, I was like, Star Wars. Yeah, it has to be Disney. You I thought about you when I came up with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure, Disney. For sure. I was like, if he picks his Universal and then he talks about Marvel, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to call him out on his BS. Fake fan. No, then I'm a fake fan for sure. Then I'm a fake fan. TikTok or Instagram? Oh, Instagram. Don't like TikTok. China. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I just I have this thing about uh, stealing data and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, soda or pop? Oh, pop. Pop. You call it pop? Oh, it's pop. No, it's not. I, I, I think I've said soda a total of five times in my entire life. That might have just been my sixth. No. <laughs> First, you think you've called it soda? What? No, it's pop. No. It's, no, it's soda pop. No, it's not. Nobody says soda pop. Oh, yes, we do. We say soda pop. I literally had to ask you to repeat that because I've heard that so few times in my life. No, it's pop. <laughs> I didn't understand it when you said it. No, it's pop. Okay, okay. All right, that is the end of this or that. And I have my final question for you. Um, what do you want the kids to remember you by? I think this question is um, arguably one of the most important things for a teacher to think because or think about regularly and remind themselves of because in many ways this should guide i think your actions on a day-to-day -day basis in my admittedly um inexperienced mind at this point but i think i, I would love the kids to remember me as someone that held them to high standards yet made them enjoy learning that sounds so incredibly like cookie cutter like i think most every person would say like oh of course i want that but i think um one thing that i try to do every day is like talk to them like they are just people instead of students and i think that um, is one of my attempts in getting them to enjoy school and learning and then Hopefully therein, um, I'm able to also hold them to high standards because they recognize that I'm seeing them as people. And as I see them as people, I truly want what is best for them. And there you have it, everybody. That is Zach Reeves. He is our first uh, first year KIPP, um, KIPP teacher. And in summary, everybody, he is a super Marvel nerd. He is a soccer buff. He has a brother that's a um, three-time Olympian swimmer. I'm joking. I'm joking, people. I don't know this. It could be true. I don't know. Um, he is a world changer, and he wants everybody to enjoy learning. And did I sum that up pretty quick? Pretty quickly there. I think so. I think you. Yeah. You made, you said that you took everything that I said in very wordy fashions for this entire uh, podcast <laughs> into about two sentences. So uh, well done. Yeah. Yeah. That, that tells you I was listening. I was like, I'm a good listener with that. I, I'd like to talk, but definitely a good listener. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, um, Zach, for joining me for this podcast. I hope everybody got to know you a little bit better um, in this process. And um, we're going to go ahead to that outro. Thank you everybody for listening to 
the Student Service Podcast hosted by me, Tiffany Harris-Gill, Assistant Principal of Student Services. I'm so excited that you guys got to know Mr. Reeves just a little bit more, and I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Our next two people I'm going to interview are Cyan and Sipes, so stay tuned, keep listening, subscribe if you need to, and this has been another KIPP production. I'm out.